0: I am unashamed. What about you? When we're reading through this, uh, the disciples, whether it's Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, uh, in other words, if you look in Matthew 12, like 16, only after Jesus was glorified. Tell me, John 12 or Matthew? John 12. Only, at first his disciples did not understand all this. He's talking about the prophets. Here's my point. You have a group of individuals, and the one that all the prophets said was coming was, in fact, here. Blessed is who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, you know, that's Psalms 118. But look, these guys, you would have had to go to the temple or some synagogue and drag up some old scrolls, and know right right where to look to find out that don't do not be afraid, O daughter of Zion, see your king. Blessed is the king of Israel. It says in uh, John twelve, twelve and following there. Yeah. So here's the king. So you can't have a king without having a kingdom. And they're trying to figure this out. You know, when's it coming? No, I over? am
1: gonna make a point on it. So I, so I think the ironic
0: part is then the. Let me finish my little he statement. He came up on a donkey. Yeah. So my point is, we we think that why did they have so much difficulty realizing that he was the king of the cosmos, was on the earth, and they're walking around with him? Well, we have the luxury of having it written down Uh after it's already happened from the beginning to the end, they were participating in these events as they were unfolding unaware of all of the scriptures that pointed to him. I mean, these guys were just, you know, Peter commercial fit. He didn't know all these texts to go to, to prove that, you know, it'd just be hard to, it's a hard sale. Hard sell now, two thousand years later, even having the all all the information from start to finish, the beginning and the end, the whole explanation, and all you got to do is and you can look it up with a computer seconds you can find the verses <laughs> yeah we're sitting here with the luxury of having the entire story yeah. told what we're reading in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John wasn't printed at the time wasn't in print and even when they got it finally in print there weren't many copies i mean the rank and file person could miss this so fast yeah so we need to remember that as we go through and you say well why were these guys still not quite getting it you're like "They, they didn't have the information they're with him they're seeing some strange things but but they're like but even to this day, with all the information, look how hard it is to present Jesus, and yeah. they say, "Good night." That that's the way out of here. You would think more people, but you he, understand what I'm
1: saying. Yeah, he actually makes that point in chapter twenty, after all the all's recorded everything that happened. Yep, and he's like, Jesus did many other miraculous signs in the presence of his disciples, which yep. are not recorded in the book. I'd like to see or hear those. Then it says, but these are written, this is 30 and 31 of chapter 20. These are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ. There's enough here where you can't miss it. Can't miss it. It,
0: it, That's right. So,
1: well, it's, it's kind of weird if you're joining us. We've lost Al. We did. We've had a hurricane. The power is out, so we're actually back in my old stomping grounds. This look, look familiar. <laughs> this is Duck Commander, Let's see.
0: pandemic out of nowhere. Yep. rioting and looting and shooting. Yeah, and Karl Marx enthusiasts are getting out here with ideologies. We're going to take over the world, we'll start sure tearing down statues. I'll take it. I look up, I said, Boy, that's that was bad. We had pandemic. Well, now this group's running around, that's bad. While I look up, here comes a hurricane. I mean, I'm cutting my way out of where I live with a chainsaw to even get out of there. I said, I need to have me an escape route somehow. I'm just... <laughs> yeah. Trees, like, like, I'm not kidding. Oak trees this big around are just blocking the road. I went over to where we duck out there, Jase. You hadn't been there. But I would say hundreds and, and hundreds yeah. of big trees fell in every direction it took us uh, two days to with a bulldozer me and dan dan came out with his blood vessels burst in his feet and and <laughs> That's the, the last word i heard him say after we got done that second day and we had a bulldozer and a chainsaw and i said we're going to the woods all these trees across the road. The last word I heard from Dan, the eunuch, was he got outside the vehicle and he's he's staggering like that. I said, Dan, you you you, you all right? And he said, Everything's spinning, Phil. Everything's spinning. That's I'm not like, good. That's the last time said, you every- saw him? Yeah, I said, Everything is spinning. So a day later, I said, Well get get you some rest, uh, you know, calm down, slow yeah. down. He said, I gotta get some food in the field. So his food is uncooked egg whites and algae mixed up and you know he just, he's a muscle man but 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 he said phil you did what i've never done to myself he said I've, I've never pushed myself past that threshold he said but you you did it today with that chainsaw and that bulldozer and then beaver dams Well, i've noticed
1: your inner circle they just they they're just really weird you know
0: those guys, they're just... They, did, did, did he go to the doctor? There's some areas of the world, is, which is where I've got my encampment down on the river, Jace. You were raised there. Yeah. There's some areas in the world where it seems it attracts weird people. <laughs> and, and, I, and I always tell them, I've said, the good news yeah. is weirdness is in <laughs> down here. You're fine. If you were not a little weird, I would be surprised. So... But Dan, he's he's he made it. He had blood vessels in his feet burst, and you know, when your when your blood vessels burst, your your feet they just become purple underneath the skin. They just purple. What happened? What was the the prognosis or the diagnosis? It was about a, after the after the sawing. I'm sawing the trees, which I'm seventy four years old for crying out loud. I'm cutting these tree big limbs, and I'm cutting it into. Blocks yeah. that a man can pick up if he's a, if he's a man, so I'm cutting just big enough to where he can pick them up and throw them in the ditch and get them out of the way. So I'm just cutting. We're going. Well, that's where we started. He took out the beaver dam on the dog. It was just logs and mud. It was a rough deal. It's about 35, so just, 40 minutes. And it's a
1: hundred degrees.
0: Yep, hundred degrees hot. Yeah, it is hot, hot. Hot. He got them out of the way. Within well, we're on the beaver dams. Well, he's got a beaver now I'm out there, and that's where he started going south and he went to waving on me. Head and he said, Phil, Feel, it feels like needles all over my body. I said, What? He said, Needles are I think pricking me. Yeah, that's something. Dehydration probably. I told him to have it checked when the blood yeah. vessels burst in the feet. I yeah. said, I I never heard, Dan, you're thirty four years old. Blood vessels breaking in your
2: feet. We've got I know we have a doctor probably watching, so maybe we'll
0: get yeah. a not email. enough
1: algae. Maybe he yeah. had the wrong. we we'll get a
0: diagnosis from our. I thought maybe it was, the, it was the uncooked egg whites and the algae. I said, you know, you drink yeah. that, your feet will blow yeah. off your body. I, I don't know.
2: Maybe well, so, so here's the interesting thing, though, because that, that, you guys are in, and I've just moved to North Carolina, so I'm, yeah. I'm out of the Louisiana, but this is almost Arkansas. And you guys got a, What was it,
0: a category one when it hit? I think I would a say the t- wind at times. I've seen a lot of winds in my Sedna for a year, but this was like 50 to 60 gusts. And you know, 50, to 60 oh, feel, mile an hour. It was more than that. <laughs> Might have been more than that. Yeah, it was a be. roar. And I, would I was, say I was seeing to trees 100. go down from my window. I'm looking out. <laughs> I could see trees hitting, but I've never seen so much debris. Oh, it's <laughs> yeah. I mean, we just
2: pulled in town last night because I'm feeling in for Al. Which is where is Al?
1: We don't
0: know he, Al. I think he's at a speech, doing a speech.
2: You know, speech rhymes
1: with beat. <laughs> That's but right. When you
0: see a two hundred, two hundred fifty year old oak tree just just bite it and just yeah. just collapse in the woods. I mean, I love trees so much, but but man, it it hurt to yeah, see but, some of them. Some of our landmarks, old big oak yeah. trees.
1: Well, you know my old house that that was the oldest house in North Louisiana. I have like three magnolia trees that are the biggest trees in North Louisiana. They're the
0: biggest magnolia trees I've ever seen. They're gone? One of them. Ooh.
1: I mean, my wife got teary-eyed. And it kind of, I mean, I was a little bit upset. I just, and it didn't, the root wad didn't come out. It just snapped right at the base. Was it in the back? No, in the front. Like if you were sitting in the front of the house, the one on the left, the biggest one. And look, here's what's funny. Not funny, but when it fell, you know, I got this white fence out there that's 150 years old, and Missy, like, loves that fence. I mean, it doesn't look like, oh, wow, but it's a 150-year-old fence. But the tree limb actually caught itself, and it's right above the fence. The fence was, I mean, here's this massive, however much, you know, how much you think a tree weighs, thousands of
0: pounds. Tons.
1: And it's just Right above it. So we lost probably half the trees. And you know that pear tree that you go get the pears? It snapped. And look, there were, I would say, 150 pears over the 11 acres. So I don't know if the wind turn the pears into projectiles, but every, every few feet, there'd be another pair yeah. or it could have been the critters came in.
2: Nah, <laughs> I think oh, was it was yeah, the wind. It was a strange, but you lost power, right? Cause you said,
1: I just got power last night. I, I was out for what? Three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And, uh, I, the only thing where I really messed up cause you know, Missy's in Texas and with her daughter. So here I am by myself, no power. 100 degrees. I had, between me and my neighbor, we had six huge trees down and they like strategically fell where they didn't destroy our houses. Because I mean, look, that was a 15 minute period. I thought I could very possibly die here because my neighbor called me and he's like, sorry, one of my trees hit your house. Mm. And I text back, yeah, I know. 'Cause when it hit the house, I jumped three feet. I mean, a kaboom. And it it punctured my roof, but I mean nothing major. And then well, I went outside to kind of look at it. Well, I looked over it right in front of his house and one of his trees has fallen and it's leaning up on another tree. So I called him back and said, Hey, go to the other side of your house because there's a tree fixing to fall
2: on your house. Let's let's uh let's take a quick break. have you ever noticed that your hair isn't looking quite as full as it used to, Jace? Well, I just cut
1: mine because when I was doing some yard work, I kept getting vines wrapped. And so then I started just cutting it out, which is a good problem to have because, you know, I have it. But if you want to keep it, which is the overall goal,
2: well, you, yeah, you, you're so you cut your hair off, but most guys I mean, are trying to keep their hair. <laughs> if you are trying to keep your hair, uh, go to Keeps. dot com. Uh, you can get our deal here. You go to Keeps. dot com slash door, and you'll get fifty percent off your first order of Keeps hair loss treatment. That's Keeps. dot com slash door. Keeps. dot com slash. I said, do not come
1: outside. It was it was at ten seconds, and he pops his head out, and I, I see him looking up at it. I said, "Get up, move, move back." And about that time, it broke from the limb. But instead of falling toward his house, it it fell toward mine. And it fell right in between them. I mean, this thing. I took a picture of him in the root wide. The root wall
0: when it came out was about twelve feet high.
1: Yeah, I mean, oh, yep.
0: incredible tree. I saw one after the other like that, Let's well, go cool to show you boys. Uh, who was it, James? That said, life is a vapor. I mean, you know, life is yeah. short and full of oh, trouble. Yeah. Well, I'll short tell you what I... So it's never going to be... No. I'd this just, is not heaven on earth. i tell you what I ice.
1: did. When I saw that, then I had some anxiety, and I thought, well, I'm, this is out of my control because they were falling on both sides of my house. Yeah, that's right. And so I thought, you know what? Because I had gotten up early because the trees started hitting the ground. That's what woke me up was a tree fell, you know, behind my house. I went out, and it's was like, hurricane warning here. And so uh, I just said, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in here and go to sleep. I remember that story when Jesus, you know, in the storm. And I was like, because there's nothing I can do about this. I'm tired of going from one end to the house. So I went to bed, and what woke me up was a chainsaw. And uh, the, the guys, the Guatemalan family that works for Willie, mm-hmm. they were cutting my tree off my roof. Which I thought was really nice.
2: But
0: you didn't lose power, right? So you you were good to go. Trees fell all around me. We are surrounded by gigantic trees within ten feet of my house. So, you know, just right there. We we're in we live in the woods. And towering trees. Oh, they that's two hundred and fifty year old pines, virgin pine. You know, they're like this. Yeah. But but they all were left standing when the smoke cleared. But Several people in Louisiana lost their life due to falling trees. More mm. people died by falling trees than anything. well ex- except in a few now, minutes uh, a few look, minutes I thought man we except
1: we now guess what's taking over carbon monoxide poisoning because of generators yeah oh yeah and you, I thought well, you, well, gotta,
0: you gotta you gotta because you're powered by a generator right now, right but it's about 60 70 yards from the house okay in the woods. It's not even near my house. Yeah. You got to get yeah. it over there. I thought, that, how ironic
1: is that? I mean, you make it through the hurricane,
0: yeah. Then you hook up a generator
1: because you want to be comfortable. You don't want to hook a and,
0: generator on your porch, carport. No. no, get it, get
1: it out, out away from your house. Do you know it was the first time in history, in the history of Louisiana, that a hurricane warning was issued in North Louisiana? Because usually, by the time they get here, they're they, you know, I mean, this is using their metrics. Yeah, you know they're like, oh, it's got to be this wind speed to yeah. be a hurricane one or two. You know, I, I I heard them before my power went off saying whether it was going to be a four or five. Because they were like, it's almost a five. Well, it was blowing 150 miles an hour. And to yep. be a five, it was yep. 157. I can't I, even I, imagine. Phil, I was like, do you actually think that those seven miles per hour is going to matter?
2: Whether <laughs> it's a four or a five? Well, it's just ridiculous. Well, they said the Mississippi River and I saw the Washtenaw River both flowed backwards, I guess, from the from the storm surge. It was, it yeah. was a pretty which, big storm which surge. Which
1: wasn't as bad, though. They were calling for a 20-foot storm surge. Yeah. They said it will be unsurvivable but I don't think it ever got to 20. But I think the aftermath is what, because you don't realize it, I guess you never think it's going to happen to you. I mean, I just thought, we've been through hurricanes before, but yeah. by the time they get to us, okay, wind damage, you know. I mean, we actually hunted it, uh, teal hunted oh, in yeah. one. Oh, yeah. And couldn't hit the ducks because the wind was blowing so hard. I mean, it was, really? we all
0: ran out of shells. I mean, when we we hit shoot some, one time, and they just catch shoot, that wind, 50-mile-an-hour wind. Gone. 50 mile away, whew, gone.
1: They were hard, hard to get. But what I where I messed up, because I've never had, I've never lost power to any storm, you know, up where I'm at. And I just didn't think that it was going to take days. And I'm like, because you couldn't find a generator anyway. I I looked into that. It's too late. You know, you You
0: got to get get that early. That was the two hottest items were generators and ice. I lost my power for ten seconds. And that Generac kicked on, and I said, "Boys, we we're gonna we're gonna ride this one out. We're gonna have power too." Yeah. There's it the power, it's, the whole everything you got. Everything I have, and it's good for about a month or more. It's so, a it's a big propane tank that that yeah. thing runs off of. They monitor it from a hundred miles south of us. They got a computer screen, yeah, and they they know when when they got them all scattered out. But they monitor them all via the computer, yeah. So it kicked on and it's been running ever since. So we, and more and more people started gathering up down there, you know, because it was cool when you walked in my house, air conditioned, you know. Oh (laughs) So your place was the place to be. It's like coming to town without a weapon, which is, (laughs) it would never occur to me. When I drive, when I drive, when I go get the mail in my yard, I have a weapon on me. You packing now? I'm packing now. (laughs) You have to. That's just the way with a pandemic. I'm just, I ain't paranoid. I'm just prepared. Oh,
1: you're you're borderline paranoid. (laughs) Prepared. But (laughs) now look, having the generator, because look, you told an illustration in a sermon one time that I never forgot, but I never appreciated it until this event happened. And what happened was I was scared to open that refrigerator or freezer. And, you know, I just tried to ignore it because I thought, Man, you know, day one, day two, day three. And I thought, but then the power Keep came it as cool
0: in. as long as you I, can. That's what
1: I, missed That I'm sure it'll be
0: fine. No. Oh, yeah. That's a woman talking a woman When I woman the now.
1: refrigerator, there was a block of cheese there that is now green. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. And all the, any meat that was in a bag, the bag had like, uh, blood, and the smell yeah. hit me like a wall. Yeah. So you then got, I opened the freezer, look, and blood just came out uh. on the floor. And I thought course i started gagging you know like, well <laughs> here we go and, and i didn't
2: and have the have drain much.
0: pan i mean all that stuff drains into a pan that's just a cesspool of just jace you yeah, you you, you, you forgot that sermon i had preached you know whatever you
1: here's the sermon illustration you had you said i don't know if you remember that this is like 25 years ago and i never forgot it. you said a lot of people's lives they're like because we had the same thing happen down there to a freezer and you, remember when we had the little cook shack and you had a freezer there. Mm-hmm. Well, somebody had unplugged the freezer. Oh, man. But you didn't know it. because When you walk by, you're just looking at a brand-new freezer. Looks awesome on the outside. But the first time you popped the lid, it was like same thing, experience I had, just gagging on all fours on the ground. But you made an illustration. You said that's the way a lot of people are like in the way they carry themselves. Everything's great on the outside, but inside, you know, it's just a rotten mess. Yeah. And uh, I thought, yep, I get it now. Because it just, I, I smelt nothing. Because I thought if it was bad stinking, I would smell it. Nope. When I popped the door, it
0: just. Hmm. I had a freezer adjacent to me that was not running off of the, the power plant. So I went out there. I gave it two days. Miss Kent oh, well, you know, we had to keep longer. I said, a couple of days. Got to do something about that. So Stone and I got a long extension cord, plugged it into my house where there is power from the generator, ran the wire over there to the house adjacent to me where I had the other freezer, plugged it in. Ooh, it come on. Well, then I opened it up, but it was still intact. I saw ducks. I saw peas as in, you know, pea picking. I saw, I saw peas, I saw pecans, and I saw corn. We, we freeze it in the shuck because it's already got its coating on it. Mm-hmm. So all that was in that freezer, but I got it back online, and it was still cold. It was still yeah. frozen. Well,
2: let's, uh, let's take a short break. You guys bought a house in Austin, right? Yeah, we did. What's your best purchase?
1: The best purchase was three Helix beds. You know, I had gotten one before that Cole, he just took control of it. It was his turn into a present from graduating college. Yeah. And I was going to let him borrow it, and I never saw it again. And so uh, I got three. I'm going to tell you, so I have tested the product, and I will
2: give that two thumbs way up. See, I was looking forward to sleeping on one because you said Cole had one at your house, but I guess he took it with him, so I didn't get the yep. chance to sleep on it last night. Well, have, have bed, will travel. Well, too bad for that. But, hey, just remember this. Helix Sleep sells personalized mattresses made right here in America, and uh, they ship them straight to your door with uh, with uh, a free no-contact delivery for anyone who's uh, scared about the coronavirus. Uh, free returns and a 100-night sleep trial. That's huge. Uh, to choose a mattress, Helix made a quiz that just takes two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences uh, to the perfect mattress for you. Did you I take did the it. quiz? I took the quiz. It was less than two minutes, and you won't need 100 nights or whatever, just one. So you were sold after uh, the first
1: one night. night? One night, one
2: well, night. If you like the mattress, uh, if you like a mattress that's really soft or firm, you're, uh, you, you sleep on your side or your back or your stomach, or if you sleep really hot, uh, with Helix, there. There's a, a specific mattress for each and everybody's unique taste. So just go to helixsleep.com slash unashamed. Take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you with a custom mattress that gives you the best sleep of your life. Uh, Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners here at Unashamed at helixsleep.com slash unashamed. That's helixsleep.com slash Unashamed. For up to two
0: hundred dollars off. So I lost nothing. It was still frozen, or was it just cold? I lost a little bit of, uh, you know, when the crowd kind of got gathered up there, and it kept getting more of them. But uh, Stone, his little girls, and Nan and him, they stayed with us for a while just to get away. <laughs> get away from the heat. Well, in so, an ironic twist, Willie, we did, ate good. Uh, we we've had great meals, so we're getting you know real. Uh, you know, our cooking skills have come forth, so yeah. we well, didn't we didn't miss a, didn't miss a beat. But I mean, well, it, it's way worse on the coast down there for those people oh, because yeah, they're they're sh- howling. Yeah, once, once it, once it unthaws, you got to throw it out there. Well,
1: yep. what's ironic is Willie didn't lose power. He's literally you know three hundred yards from me. How did he do that? Does he have a generator? No, he just he's on a different line yeah. than I am, and he never lost power. So that place became the hub, and so it, whenever I just because I was working cleaning up all the trees, chainsawing all day. I mean, that's what I've been doing. Well, you know, need a shower and a little air conditioner, so I'll go over there. Well, there's there's forty five people over because everybody mm. has gravitated toward the electricity, kin folks and their friends, and the grub. When yep. I came over there, Willie had cooked, I don't know where he got, he said, uh, what was that called? Sea bass, Chilean sea bass. Oh, that's the best. He said he had ordered some, and they mistakenly, like the next month, sent him the whole order again, doubled. And he said, I didn't even ask for it. But it
0: was perfect. But he didn't it, send it back.
1: No. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, yeah, Willie did cook. He oh. had that, and he had fried squash. That was it for 45 people. Now he had enough squash. This table sea
0: bass and squash.
1: Yep,
2: and I had to admit, it's
1: pretty dang Chilean gay. sea bass.
2: Chilean sea bass. So the it point was... the point of your uh, of, of Phil's sermon is the perception is not always reality. That is correct. And it, it, it may look nice on the top, but you open the door. Mm. I think Jesus mentioned that
1: about the Pharisees. He said, "You are like what was that?" He said, "Whitewashed tombs." You know, you look on the outside when he gave his withering.
0: There were a lot of things Jesus said, don't worry about. And that's they, these were included in all that. You yeah. know, pandemics, floods, you know, drought, fires, you know. Planet Earth is a pretty violent place. So you got to <laughs> yeah. take take it in stride and just say, you know. it's brutal. Yeah. Life is short and full of trouble here. Like, well, right? the,
1: the middle day, I just had enough. And uh, so I decided just to... You know, forget my problems and go metal detecting with uh, Murray. Plus, I just I couldn't. You couldn't get gas around here. I mean, you're way out there. You, you know, you got your own gas, but gas and ice and because I thought, well, I don't have any grub. I'll go to you know one of these fast, foot, fast I food. I had joints.
0: fuel tanks, but no power. So the pumps on the field when you get your hose, yeah, there was no way to run them. So I. Call Red, the local Redneck. as said, Red, meet me over there at the fuel tanks. Was he the siphoner? Huh? No. <laughs> uh, we went over there, and I said, Red, see that welding machine in there? We hadn't cranked it up in, a, in about seven or eight months. I said, I want that welding machine right beside these two tanks. And I said, we're going to turn the welding machine on, get it running. I said, it is a generator. We'll plug the cords from the fuel tanks into this welding machine and I said until you get your fuel, then you turn the welding machine off, you come back. So it was a way to crank up yeah. the pumps on the on the on the fuel tanks. So now we go fire the welder up. It fires up. I've got power to the tanks. We get the diesel or gas. See both. Yeah. You can put you one you want. So you, you just got to be prepared, boys. You're, you're, you. you're,
2: you're the guy you want to be around if the apocalypse happens. If the
0: apocalypse happens, <laughs> yeah. you, you I'd be a good man to run with. Yeah, we'll survive it.
2: I'm gonna make my way to your house when it. Happens. Hey. Well, that's it. So where we in John? Are we in John 12.
1: John 12. Oh, I, I didn't finish my story. Uh, when I went metal detection, I ran up on two boys that I just saw it. Because, you know, you're seeing all these strange sights on the way we were headed toward the Mississippi River. And I'm like, I look in this boat that parked at a gas station. I just wheeled over there, you know, lo- rolled down my window. And I said, I got to go check this out. These two guys had captured and killed the biggest alligator I had ever seen in my life. It, it literally looked like a dinosaur. I have pictures. Whew. And I was like, I got to hear this tale, which they told me the tale all night. You know, they because they, it's legal. They had a permit. You can go uh, the lake where they were at. They give you two permits. It's like a slot. This thing was almost 12 foot long, which you're thinking, well, I know they get long in that. But the girth, he literally just took up the whole boat. And I said, "Well, that how thing did...
0: weighed a ton, probably."
1: Look, they they snagged that thing with a rod and reel, then got a treble hook on him. Of course, then they, you know, it's kind of like the uh, what's the show that was uh, um, Swamp People? Yeah, Swamp People. You know, they wrestled this him. thing all night. They shoot him with a four ten. Then I'm like, "Well, how did you get him in the boat?" Because it didn't look there was four of them, but one of them was like a kid. And he said, "Oh, that's what we've been doing all night." He said, "We started this at nine o'clock. Of course, it's six thirty in the morning." nine wow. hours he's like yeah none of my muscles are actually functioning <laughs> at this point the thing. how many guys were there <laughs> it was four of them but four one guys. of them was a young kid and i just it it was a monster and i i thought to myself with all this going on with the hurricane typical louisiana <laughs> these guys over here catching the world's biggest alligator you know it's I,
0: like the guy who came to me and it was 11 o'clock at night and I preached the gospel to him. I asked him, did you want me to baptize him? Showed him some verses, you know. He said, Yeah, he said, wait, wait a minute. He said, Are there any alligators down there? I said, There are alligators there. I said, But the Lord will be with you. He's like, Let's wait till tomorrow, till it's daytime. <laughs> 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 he just had in his mind, I figured the Lord would protect him from, you know when I baptize yeah. him, but you never know about a, it about a ten or twelve foot gator come up. That's all of it. That's all she wrote uh, this thing here. But that's a bull. Uh,
1: I mean, I would say four to five hundred pounds, twelve foot long. Oh, he was more than four or five hundred. Oh, I don't know, 100. I'm just guessing. Oh maybe it was a seven, eight hundred. Seven eight hundred. I mean, it it was so big I just the boat was like and the tires were like, burp. oh yeah! And I just couldn't believe. It. I said, oh, "I can't believe y'all got the boat to the bank." Yeah. He said, "Me either." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was just an incredible sight. But you know, I think when you when you get too close to the to the trees, literally, you know, when they were falling, you shot It just the job looked so big. I mean, because my neighbor who used to you know work at Duck Commander, they're from California. Well, they had never experienced a hurricane. And I could tell when I went over there. I mean, they were they were shook up. Yeah. And because the first thing he said to me, he's like, "You know, we're thinking about moving." <laughs> I said, no, "We made it. It's it's over." Yeah. You know, I was like, "That's the first time a Category Two hurricane has ever hit you North know, Louisiana." I was like, "You you survived." i mean, I'm looking at just their streets, just everywhere, and he's like. I mean, but the only thing I can figure is there had to be angels guiding these trees down. I said, it does seem pretty almost supernatural that none of these hit your house. They were literally laying in every place except his house.
2: There's a lot of trees down here. I mean, I, when I rolled in the—I well, I didn't see it last night because it was dark, but this yeah. morning when I got up, I mean, it is— Oh, it was—well, right there in our neighborhood.
0: tens of thousands I mean, power in, in the state, but there were hundreds where I'm from down there. But,
1: you know, the, what's comforting to me—I mean, I think I kind of walked them— you know, off the ledge. I was like, yeah. look, it, it, it's over. We're, we'll we'll be fine. But that's why I left, too, because the job looks so big yeah. that you just get, you get depressed if you just...
2: We don't have earthquakes here either. So Since either you brought it. up comfort,
0: oh. uh, the most comforting thing I could ever read a human being is this. Jesus said to Mary, Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies, and whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Hmm. Do you believe this? She said, "Uh, I believe you're the Christ, the Son of God, who was to come into the world. So you take statements like that coming out of an individual, that's quite the statement. That is. He talks about supernatural things like it was nothing, supernatural things. Thomas Jefferson and a lot more like him, great minds, when they read about Jesus, they had no argument with what he said and how he said you're to live your life. They embraced that 100%. But the first time he went beyond natural and supernatural, once he crossed that line. They couldn't go there. The great minds say, no. Yeah. They just couldn't bring themselves to believe in the spirit world, the supernatural world, they just couldn't couldn't do it. You
1: know, it. I'll say this about our community. As much as people are been just in panic and hysteria over the coronavirus, I'm not making light of it, but, you know, I, we were talking about earlier before we started filming, you know, the CDC came out with these new numbers, and it's like 94% of the deaths were people who were either well over 70 with a secondary and third condition. So only 6%. Yeah. Which we're getting way down there with just the coronavirus itself. Yeah. And but and which uh, is why so much panic. Let's,
2: let's take a quick break and finish that thought. So what is COVID-19, Phil? What does it have to do with losing your home?
0: Absolutely nothing. It's just an excuse one more time. Get a pandemic, and they try to steal your house, yeah that 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 <laughs> that's what they're doing
2: cyber crimes. I never
0: thought we'd get to the point where people would go around stealing other people's homes, but after watching television at the riot and the luna i said yeah they 'll burn them or they 'll steal them, whichever one comes first, and they do it all virtually they're, they're f- living in some some
2: sinful times oh, no question. the FBI reported that since the virus struck that cyber crimes are up seventy five percent. I guess worse. Um, the legal title is really all our homes are. They're all online now. It's all we have. And, and the crime is called home title theft, and it's everywhere. This is kind of shocking to me. Um, cyber criminals find their way into your home by stealing your title. They forge your signature, and they do a, a, a quick claim deed, and then they refile as the new owner of your home, and then, boom, you're off the title. So you've lost your home, and you've never done anything. And law enforcement can't help you there. Exactly. <laughs> Well, I don't know about law enforcement, but I'll tell you who can help you. That's Home Title Lock. So the first thing you need to do is you need to go to HomeTitleLock.com, and then you register your address to see if it's if you're already a victim. And then you use the code PHIL, P-H-I-L, for 30 days. Uh, you get a 30-day free protection program. The code is PHIL at HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Which is why so much panic is going
1: on, but then here we have hurricane come. Which I mean, there were a few deaths, and you know we hate it, but you look around and people just rolled up their sleeves, and I I just didn't sense the panic and and fear. Nope. And I I'm telling you, you know, it's one thing to see about a hurricane on TV, and we're talking about we're in North Louisiana. You 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 were right in South Louisiana, it was just sheer. Devastation. Oh. I saw some report where they said there was 150. You know, Caj- they didn't call them Cajuns, but Cajuns down there that wasn't leaving. You know, and then so I thought, well, those 150 are not going to make it, and none of them, there weren't. They all made it. Yeah, I thought, well, you know You know what's a backbone. All
0: <laughs> oh, that they're, they're tough. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, and even now, I mean, we're what two or three days past this. I've never heard so many chainsaws and generators. <laughs> And people just trailers of of debris. I mean, these people
2: have worked. There's a lot of cleanup that's gone down. I mean every uh, every yard, every piece of property has a big pile of brush in it, just yeah. massive limbs and stumps. I mean, I'm like, good
1: night. But look, I was I sent Missy a video. I was driving down the road, yeah. and all these power companies from all over the south or here now, you know, but people like rolling down the windows, hollering at them, you know, I I was doing the same thing, you know, there we go. go." Cause you you don't have any power. And you see this (laughs) way, this army of
0: trucks. It's hot here though.
1: my It's been miserable, but I keep thinking, I put it in perspective. The further you go South, the more miserable it is. I mean, I am in a house, even though it was 90 degrees for a couple of days, you wake up in a sweat.
0: Maybe we just didn't have the news media, the instantaneous news media type. Of when I was a boy growing up, but I've racked my brain; I just don't remember the things like pandemics, wildfires, hurricanes, yeah, floods. Well, I think you just I mean, have you know, more the, media. Hundred and forty mile an hour wind, or something. Hundred and twenty to hundred and forty went across the Midwest three, four weeks ago, a month ago. We're through Iowa, blew all the corn down. I'm like, a hundred and forty mile hour wind in the Midwest. Just a little storm blew up, and there you got a hundred and enough to blow the corn down. So, I hope I'm wrong, but it almost seems like we're being punished. <laughs>
1: No, I think it's more just you got 24 hour news cycles. I mean, there was a day. Can you imagine when a hurricane would come and you wouldn't know it was coming? Yeah. Especially one like this because it was quick moving. I'm telling you, man. I mean, you're just, you know, sitting on the beach and next thing you know, gone. Yeah. Because, I mean, they just, you know, there's a little light wind. Think about the guys
0: in ships and stuff and boats back in the day, the 1800s. They're just going across there. They don't know that there's a category five hurricane coming, and it just took them and just... Well, by just, the time yeah. they saw it, it's too late. Oh, tore them to pieces. I yeah. mean, there's a many a ship wrecked out there from storms. Well, the
2: information age we're in now, the digital revolution, I mean, yeah, we have access to so much information. It's a little bit of... It's an overkill.
0: <laughs> yeah. So yeah.
2: that's why you see it now where you may not have seen it,
0: you know. But John, chapter 11 and 12, Jace, we're in chapter 12. Uh, this, is, this is uh the text... It Matthew, Mark, and Luke record Jesus saying, I'm going to die, be buried, and raised from the dead. Here he words it, uh, uh now's the time for the judgment of this world. Now the prince of this world, the devil, will be driven out. Oh, I but like I, that. When I am lifted up from the earth, when they string me up like an animal, will draw all men to myself. He said this to show the kind of death he was going to die. He was consistent with the prophets, what they said. He said, I'm going to die, be buried, and raised from the dead. Repeatedly, over and over, it's recorded four times, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, so no one could miss it. So how in the world people would uh, go past that event, Dash, I just can't quite figure it out. That's the centerpiece of the entire story. Jesus died, was buried, and raised from the dead. Well, it's interesting, John 12, you've got two events preceding
2: kind of this prophecy of Jesus t- talking to how he's going to die. Um, the first one is, um, the perfume. She pours the perfume. Which is a strange story that Jesus
1: really highlighted as a important, awesome event. Yeah. I mean, in, in John 12, it doesn't go into detail, but in Matthew, what, what's the Matthew account of it? Uh, probably already said, yeah. In 26, in that account, it says, wherever the gospel will be preached, we will also tell this story in
2: her memory. That's interesting. Well, that, the, uh, the, the denari says that, um, you know, Judas got upset about her so-called wasting the perfume and, uh, Verse five, John twelve. Why was this perfume not sold for three hundred denarii and given to uh, poor people? Uh, but that was Judas, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, but that was like a denarii is like a, a day's wage. Yeah. So you're you're talking about she she just dumped a year's worth of of earnings onto the feet of Jesus, and I she's worshiping him as as the king that he is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's interesting. I see this like constant dichotomy through the book of John of there's like one way that, that people are viewing it and then there's like the reality of the situation. Like there uh people are worshiping the things of God. I mentioned this, I think, when we were in John three or four yeah. uh, over the God of the things. And you see here Judas is kind of doing that same thing. Like she's putting this perfume on him, and he's like, No, no, we need to help the poor, which is I would say that's another form of virtue signaling on his part, you know, but it's like is it well, not? It's bigger than that. Well, I
0: mean, it, well, well uh, the one that was going to betray He said, why wasn't this sold the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. As keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. Yeah. So he was siphoning away the money bag. Does that sound familiar? Uh, I was just saying, (laughs) uh, I think that caught on way back and is still going on. Well,
1: and you said he was going to betray him. He was already betraying him. I oh, mean, yeah. with that in his heart. Which, but I think he does represent the religious who are hypocritical in our culture today. Because you just think about that one thought. You know, he was right. This does seem like a waste. You know, technically, his argument had a lot of weight, and that's why I said he represents. That's why the he religious. made it. And you, you, you know, I've seen. Uh, the same things in religious groups, you know, when they, some of their sermons on giving and, uh, you know, they're like but, hey, let's, working. Let's, let's
2: take a quick break.
1: Cause they're like here, they're giving these powerful sermons on, you need to work and you need to give. Well, why? Well, cause he wants to get paid, which the point is if you just took one point in Ephesians, which I, you know, the point is not work as much as I've, Gotten on my soapbox and heard people about, hey, you need to work. And the first Timothy 5, 7, you know, if you don't work and provide for your family, you're worse than an unbeliever. Mm-hmm. But When you read Ephesians 4, I mean, listen to this in verse 28. I think this makes a key point. It says, he who has been stealing, which we just mentioned by Judas, he would help himself to the purse, must steal no longer and must work, which was that was part of his argument well we need to help the poor you know we need to get out here and and work so we can help the poor but the work wasn't the point either doing something useful with his own hands that he may have something to share with those in need so my point is Judas was so far from sharing because he was stealing and it's not really well, it's not about working, and it's not about this argument about giving to the poor. That was just a vehicle to try to, you know, keep his pockets lined. But the true disciples of Jesus realized that, you know, we don't steal. That's just a byproduct of wanting to share with others, which would be the exact opposite. So when we work and God blesses us, yeah. you know, we share. I just think, I just think it when you. When your heart's not focused on Jesus, you
0: come up with these lame, justifiable arguments. Yeah, we quit passing the hat, the little group I meet with. We don't pass the plate or the hat and drop your money in here. Nope. Yeah. There's a thing at the back, and I said, if you want to drop some in there, go ahead. I said, but trust me when I tell you, not one cent of it is going to me. I said, it's not going to me. I said we need yeah. lights. You got to pay for them. Well, we I understand.
2: Uh, we use. A, yeah, I think. Uh, I think you're right, though. That the religious world uses a lot of uh, language and rhetoric about helping the poor to raise money for the organizations
0: that supposedly help the poor. Some I think, of them do a great work. Yeah, some of them do. Some of them. Franklin Graham, them, they do a great work with that Samaritan. Absolutely. Curse. Yeah. So I'm not going to put them all in one one lump.
1: No, but but I'm just in this context. That's what Judas did, and I do think you have to be on your guard for that you do you know because we know the end of the story well yeah we knew Judas was eventually gonna betray jesus but in that moment i mean he was he was wasn't like he was uh not with him i mean jesus washed his feet Despite knowing his heart, but plus,
2: everybody plus else, Jesus knew he was up to no good too. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, think about this though: how many times do we? The, are, and I, I use the term that I think is popular now, social justice, as opposed to just biblical justice. But we we create these campaigns to alleviate poverty or to help people for the sake of helping people. And I think what what's interesting about this verse is um is or this passage is that you can help people all you want, even if even if Judas would have done that. And mm-hmm. if you miss if you miss the one who can save you from from eternal destruction, then it doesn't it's it's all for Null anyways. Yeah. Like you have to, like I think this whole book of John is pointing back to the person of Jesus. And I think that here is just another example of 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 how what we do as as individuals, Judas did it a little more deceptively, but I mean, he's taking something of God that should be good, helping the poor. Yeah, one yeah. Is, one and, of and, it, he's, and he's elevating it above, and, above the and king. to me, all these things they accuse the religious world
1: of doing, to me, Jesus does the exact opposite. I mean, here was this woman who did something you would think is, I mean, ridiculous. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, Judas is taking her own, but Jesus took up for her. And, you know, I've heard people say, you know, non believers, whatever. It's like, oh, Jesus, you know, in the Christianity, they're anti women. Or, you know, we've already read three or four stories where Jesus took a woman with, in some cases, a lot of baggage. And I mean, went to the wall for, and and here to equate with what she did with his death, burial, and resurrection that was coming up, saying, we're going to, not only are we going to share what's going to happen, at my barrel, and she she gets it. We're gonna tell this act of worship, this this yeah. awesome experience. I mean, to me, I'm like, how could you be more pro
2: woman than that? Especially That's- especially in a culture. Uh, Josephus said that they that you, you couldn't even take the testimony of a woman. It would it would you, uh, you could uh, a, a dog was higher than a woman. So they, in, in this culture, exactly, was very degrading to women. And yet Jesus, that's not that's not how he rolled. That's um, why America started
0: story. out with and they had women under their boot too. Because just think about it, they couldn't even vote. Yeah, I mean just think about that. But the point
1: mm. being, he she got the the message of yeah. We're going to have poor, and in Matthew 26's account, Jesus says that, it says, you're always going to have the poor. But when she poured this perfume on my body, she did it to prepare me for burial. Mm. And because he he's making a point that what's going to happen is bigger than any injustice, any poor, you know, helping the poor, any travesty, because now you're going to have
2: a way to get forgiveness of sins, and you're going to have yeah. a way to get resurrection. It's a final solution that, ha- they, yeah. that all these other you're, you're, all these other things are just temporary solutions. Yeah. That's so,
0: why the wind was blowing and all this yeah. other day. But I said, man, I'm glad I'm a child of the resurrection, because we could bite it on this one. Well, I think yeah. that's, that's a great point that Jace makes, though, that, that, uh, out of the scriptures
2: here, that they what Jesus is saying they're worshiping Jesus as king and then in the very next uh, passage it's the triumphal entry where That's you right. know where they're they're worshiping he's king now
0: but they're not seeing that well he, just a, a less than a week he's about to be killed well yeah. think about it most kings most kings that they had not seen yeah they didn't come riding up on a donkey no. Which what I, I
1: mean, we can talk about that next time, but I think he did that on purpose just because it's nothing what you think. Yeah, that's right. Everything is kind of the opposite of what you think. But, you know, when you look at a donkey, he's got some pretty good qualities. He He's just, I mean, he has become, I think, just because Jesus rode one, I think the people who are anti-Jesus, they just made that kind of a slur because it's another way, you know, poke fun of him. But those who know the animal world, you know, he, he's he's smart, he's intelligent, he's strong as an ox. You, he's not easy easily manipulated. I mean, there's a lot of qualities about a donkey yeah. that's that's actually a thumbs up.
0: Plus, it's better than walking.
1: <laughs> yep, and they're odorless. Do you know yeah, that? I didn't know that.
0: And they kill snakes and coyotes. Oh, yeah, you they know that? they okay. pr- they protect the they protect the other other. The cows, man, they're good animals. Yeah.
2: Well, I, th- I think we're out of time. So, uh, hey, make sure you guys uh, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or whatever feed that you listen to it on. And uh, also subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is uh, a Phil Robertson YouTube channel. Um, but thanks for being with us today. Thanks for listening to The Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on
1: iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes.